You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. They have literally thousands of low-priced goods with their house brand, 365 by Whole Foods Market, while at happy prices, limited-time seasonal flavors, and all the quality you expect, like no high-fructose corn syrup or over 300 other ingredients banned from all the food they sell. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hello, my friends. I'm Laura Adams, and this is the Money Girl Podcast. I've been hosting the show since 2008, and my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. Before we get started, I want to thank a couple of listeners, Maureen C. and Stephen V., who emailed me with a clarification for last week's show, which was how to use a 529 plan to manage education expenses. I mentioned that you couldn't use 529 funds to pay expenses related to living off campus. What I should have said is that amounts that exceed a school's allowance for room and board are not qualified. So be sure to contact your school for the qualified room and board amount so you'll know how much you can attribute to a student over a given academic period so you can pay at least that much using your 529. So thanks so much for sending in those clarifications. All right, on to today's topic. I think surviving financial hardship is on everyone's mind right now. While so many people are struggling due to the pandemic crisis and a big part of quote unquote living rich, it's not necessarily having a huge income, although that's fantastic. But what it's really about is security and having a sense of peace that comes when you know that you can survive a financial hardship or anything that comes your way. Most people experience an unexpected crisis that shakes their financial world, you know, at least once in their life. Many people are dealing with this on a monthly basis or even more frequently. It could be losing a job, receiving a huge medical bill, having a car break down at the worst possible time. But surviving a pandemic is probably a situation that you probably never thought you'd have to face. Well, we all know the COVID crisis has resulted in more than 165,000, I think it's 168,000 deaths in the United States so far and put millions of people out of work. If you're one of them or you're struggling financially for any reason, this show is for you. We're going to cover eight critical rules for surviving the COVID crisis or any financial setback. I'll talk about ways to manage money wisely how to stretch your resources, how to find resources, and how to bounce back from this unprecedented health and economic disaster as quickly as possible. As always, you'll find the notes for each show and the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 648 called 
eight essential rules for surviving financial hardship. All right, we're going to get right into those rules. Rule number one is accept your situation and ask for help. The key to successfully navigating a financial setback is to be realistic. If you're in denial and you don't face your money troubles head on, you can quickly compound the damage. Instead of focusing on the problem, getting angry, or letting stress overwhelm you, I want you to channel your emotions into finding solutions. That's really what successful people do. They channel all of their energy into finding what works, finding the solutions. Start talking about your challenges with people and professionals you trust, such as a money-savvy family member, a financial advisor, a legitimate credit counselor, or an attorney in extreme cases. There are financial associations who have certified volunteers who can actually give you free help and advice. Check out the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. Look at the Financial Planning Association and the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education. And you're going to find the links for all of the resources that I give you in this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. So don't feel like you have to write everything down. All of the resources and links will be there for you. Rule number two, get a bird's eye view of your finances. I think to fully understand your situation, you really have to pull out, zoom out, look at the big picture. So create a list of what you own and what you owe. This is called a net worth statement. And while that sounds pretty fancy and complicated, it's really not. It's simply a way to list out what you own and what you owe. Compiling all of this information in one place will help you evaluate your financial resources, make decisions more efficiently, and have essential information at your fingertips if creditors or advisors ask for it. So first, you want to list out your assets. These are the things that you own. It could be cash in the bank, investments, retirement accounts, real estate, and vehicles. Then list out your liabilities like a mortgage, a car loan, student loans, credit card debt, and include the estimated values of your assets and the balances on your debts and the interest rates that you're paying for each of your liabilities. And this could be really simple. You could just jot it down on a piece of paper Or you could enter this in a computer spreadsheet. Or if you're using money management software, it's likely that you can create an automated report that will pull in all of this information for you once you get it entered in the first place. Now, when you subtract your total liabilities, so what you owe from your total assets, from what you own You've calculated your net worth. It's really that simple. This is an indicator of your financial health. And it's not uncommon to have a very low or a negative net worth when you're in financial trouble. So get that net worth calculated. I think the act of putting all of that information in one place is going to help you understand your resources. Rule number three, understand your cash flow. An essential part of bouncing back from a financial crisis is keeping an eye on your monthly income and expenses. Create a cash flow statement, which again is another kind of fancy sounding statement, but it's really very simple. It lists out your expected income and your typical expenses, such as rent, utilities, 
food, prescriptions, transportation, and insurance. Again, you can create it manually or by using budgeting features in a financial program. Understanding where your money goes is the only way to prioritize expenses and to cut all non-essential spending. Listing out everything you spend money on is going to help you understand where you can cut back. Nobody likes making sacrifices when it comes to spending, but it's going to be necessary in the short term when you're dealing with a financial setback. So figure out how you can cut all non-essential spending, make those temporary sacrifices. It will help you recover as quickly as possible with less long-term damage to your finances. Rule number four, shop your essential expenses. As you review your spending when you're putting together your cash flow statement, it's an excellent time to comparison shop your essential expenses. Evaluate your highest costs first, such as housing, vehicles, and insurance, since they typically offer the most significant potential savings. For instance, you may be able to move into a less expensive home purchase or lease a cheaper vehicle, or shop your auto insurance to find better deals. You can visit sites like bankrate.com to shop around for better rates. Ask your utility provider about assistance programs that offer energy-saving improvements at no charge. That can be a pretty easy way to cut your utility bills. Rule number five, communicate with your creditors. So after you've dealt with looking at your data, you've put together your net worth statement, you're looking at your income and expenses with a cash flow statement, you're cutting all non-essential expenses, then you want to look at what else can my creditors do for me? You want to communicate with them right away. So if you have not been in contact with your creditors and you're dealing with some type of financial hardship, you need to start a dialogue with each of your creditors immediately. You're going to come out ahead and get favorable treatment from creditors if you're proactive and you're honest about what's happening, what's going on, why are you having financial troubles? Ask them for solutions, such as deferring payments for several months, maybe setting up a reduced payment plan, or refinancing a loan to reduce your monthly financial burden. There are going to be a lot of different uh, types of solutions, and it really will just depend on the type of loan that you've got and, and the creditor. Creditors are likely to ask you about the details of your financial life. They're going to want to know about your income and expenses and your assets. So that's another reason why getting those statements pulled together as quickly as possible will help you have your net worth and your cash flow statements on hand when you speak to your creditors. Be ready to complete any required assistance applications quickly. Hey, go-getters, let Noon Sport Hydration Tablets power up your fun and keep you ready to move. Simply drop, dissolve, and enjoy crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade or lemon lime with five essential electrolytes and crafted with clean, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free ingredients. Noon should be your go-to hydration choice. Because when you're hydrated, you can do more, go further, and recover quicker. Shop now on NoonLife.com and get ready for endless fun. Because anything can happen after noon. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. 
If you're like me, this spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief, so you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug, but I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted, where I felt adventure's pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Rule number six, prioritize your debts carefully. Based on guidance from creditors and any professionals that you may be working with, prioritize your bills and debts carefully. Your goal should be to conserve as much cash as possible without skipping essential payments. Always pay your necessities first, your food, your prescription drugs, and your auto insurance. These are the things that you you just have to pay first. So don't spend money on other things if you haven't paid for those first. Use your net worth statement to rank your liabilities from highest to lowest priority. So for instance, If you've got debt related to child support or any legal judgments, those have severe consequences. So those have to be prioritized. Keeping up with an auto loan is also a very high priority if you rely on your vehicle for transportation and to get to work. And federal student loans are typically a priority. However, they are in automatic forbearance right now through September 30th, and the relief may get extended uh, through 2020 and beyond. So stay on the lookout from your student loan providers as to what type of relief is available. Your unsecured debts. These are things like medical bills, credit cards, private student loans, These are lower priorities. Never pay these debts ahead of your rent, your mortgage, your food, or utilities when you have a cash shortage. So really understanding which debts have to be paid and which debts can be pushed off or delayed, this is going to be a really important part of surviving a financial setback. Rule number seven, don't let collectors force you to make bad decisions. Prioritizing your debts means that some may be paid late or not at all. If a debt collector contacts you about any of your low-priority debts, again, these are medical bills, credit cards, 
private student loans, any type of debt that is unsecured. It's not tied to something like a vehicle or a house. If a debt collector contacts you about these low-priority debts, don't allow them to persuade you to pay them before you pay higher-priority debts and bills. Creditors are going to try various aggressive tactics. I mean, that's what they do. They are collectors. They're going to try really hard to collect money from you. They can even do things that are illegal in some cases in an effort to persuade you to pay what you owe. So you need to be savvy enough to understand when they are doing something that's illegal that you can just ignore or whether they're, you know, telling you something that is valid. So if they're threatening to sue you or threatening to ruin your credit, those are actually illegal. And you need to realize that it's likely that any lawsuit would actually take years. And a creditor is much more likely to negotiate a settlement with you than they are to sue you, especially if you don't owe them a massive amount of money. Remember that a creditor or a collector cannot send you to jail for civil debts. So remember that, you know, the consequences on most debts are are limited. However, if you owe child support or you owe legal judgments, those are more severe. uh, And you do need to make sure that you're staying up to date on those types of debt. You can be jailed for non-payment of child support. And regarding your credit, if a a debt collector says, you know, they're going to ruin your credit, well, in all likelihood, if you're already behind on bills, you probably already have that reflected in your credit report. So by the time a collector contacts you, the damage is already done and paying the bill will not improve your credit in the short term. Now, it can be a a part of a long-term strategy, but in the short term, it is not going to change anything for you. So make sure that you, you understand that threat of ruining your credit is something that likely, you know, is pretty shallow. Rule number eight, Take advantage of local and federal benefits. If your income and savings have entirely dried up, you need to use local and federal resources to learn more about what's available in benefits. So I'm going to list out a few here that, uh, again, I'm going to have links to these in the notes for the show. They're in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Feedingamerica.org is a great place if you want to find out about local food banks. They have a map that you can zoom in and find out what's nearest to where you're living right now. The federal food program that you may have heard of is called the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. You may qualify for this federal program based on where you live, your income, and your family size. Makinghomeaffordable.gov is a resource that can help you find a housing counselor or see if your mortgage is backed by the federal government and qualifies for forbearance. Benefits.gov is a great place. If you're just not sure what you qualify for, there's a questionnaire that kind of walks you through your situation and will help you discover all the benefits that you're eligible for. Medicaid.gov is the federal health insurance program that you may qualify for based on, again, where you live, your income, and your family size. And healthcare.gov is the federal health insurance marketplace where you may find health plans that have substantial subsidies, making them very affordable if you earn too much to qualify for Medicaid. So make sure that you check out what's available at healthcare.gov if you lost your job and do not have a health plan right now.
I know that financial challenges can cause you and your family to experience a flood of emotions. I mean, it could range from anger to fear to embarrassment. As difficult as it might be to put a financial crisis into perspective, it's critical. You've got to realize that no matter what challenge you're facing right now, you're not the first. There are millions of people who are dealing with COVID-related financial hardships and millions of people that were dealing with financial hardships before COVID. Face the fact that your recovery could take a while. Do everything in your power that you can right now to manage your budget wisely by getting organized, seeking ways to earn more, and spending less. Don't be afraid to ask for help from creditors, to seek free advice from professionals. It's out there. And take advantage of every local and federal benefit possible. I hope these tips will give you some direction and some resources if you're struggling right now. And if you've got a money question or a dilemma, a great way to keep the money conversation going is to join my private Facebook group. It's called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook, or you can text me for immediate access. Text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33 and I hope to see you in the group. You can also visit lauradadams.com to email me a money question, or you can record it as a voice message that I might even be able to use in the show. Just call 302-364-0308 to leave your message 24-7. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, let us know. Take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That's an easy way to give back, show your support, and help other people find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and the show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted. Where I felt adventures pulse with every step. And where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota. So little time. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.